and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Graham. And I'm Allie. Just like Madonna. <laughs> One name, <laughs> only Allie. No Let's last name. For the Allies. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be your host for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. Congrats to us for recently surpassing 1,000 downloads. Hello. Hello. I don't know why I did the juggling noise. (laughs) It's fucking unbelievable. Thank you. On on this May 11th year of our Lord, (laughs) 2021, I don't know dates. Yeah, it's been less than three months. We hit it. Like, I thought we'd hit it with a new episode this week, and we hit it even before that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing to know that. Thank you, you weird internet people. Yeah. For enjoying our weird, silly little podcast where we scream about gay shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Story of my life. <laughs> and this was the finale episode, too. You. So, what a woo. big day. We have what wine to crack day. open after this episode. Yes. So exciting. I have never done a podcast before. I, I don't think, Jordan, you haven't either. Uh, I've done... Not Maybe? a release podcast. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You mm-hmm. did the um, what was it? Was Malcolm it fucking in Malcolm in the Middle? That's right. <laughs> the exact same formula as this too. That's so funny. Shut up. That's yeah. hilarious. And I we're love. The same era. I love mm-hmm. like how much um more diligent and like how much smarter and more dedicated we are than yes. like those motherfuckers oh that, absolutely like, <laughs> um save your words until you hear my theories in the next episode because smart does not describe it Allie, are theories. we gonna fight on like wow this is really becoming like a mirror of our episode one because oh. we're about to fight about you being smart or not and if I have to hear you say you're not smart a single more time, I swear to God, I'm going to wallop you. Okay, I'm sorry, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> wallop. <laughs> what the words you come up with? I didn't invent that word. <laughs> here, here's my thing about you thinking you're dumb. Whenever you tell us your offshoot ideas, never once have we just been like, wow, that's so dumb. Like when you tied in... Actually, I think it's, was it the episode 11? Scarecrow. Scarecrow to being like a communist propaganda. We were like, Anti-communist propaganda. Yeah, like all in one. That fucking blew my mind. Like my brain (laughs) never would have went there. That's so funny because my brain's like, like that's why I find funny. Like, (laughs) imagine. (laughs) But it, I mean, but you're right. But you were right. Well, thank you. Now I'm blushing. Let's continue. (laughs) Today's episode is Season 1, Episode 22, Devil's Trap, the one where the demon is the better dad. This episode was written by Eric Kripke and directed by Kim Manners. It originally aired on May 4th, 2006. Nice. So we're experiencing this, as I assume the audience experienced it back in the day, like with there being a week break between Mm -hmm. the two episodes. Because when I was watching this intro, I was kind of like, I wish I got to see this right after the last episode because there is some whiplash that we start Mm. with oh Mm -hmm. yeah like the pacing is very intense in that first scene they definitely just drop you right the fuck in it yeah like it's it's a classic two-part episode yeah like there's no break in the continuity it is so weird to me to see a finale episode without carry on my wayward son 
I'm so happy that it's not. Oh, I yes. love that. I hate that song. No, that's. Me too. <gasps> I, oh. Okay, we're going to save this fight for one more season from now, and then I'll bring out the gloves. Let me contextualize this for you in a couple of ways. The first way is this. I did not grow up with any of that kind of music, so I have no nostalgia for it. I grew up with, like, the next decade after that. Yeah, I didn't grow up with it. I grew up with indie. Oh, okay. So to well, me, it's weird. only supernatural. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, the the thing with it being related directly to supernatural is that it's forever poisoned by the finale. where they played it twice and the second time it was the sad girl band emo cover (laughs) but they played the full song twice (laughs) in a row it's so fucking long so bad it's it's so bad i like that's literally all i can think of (laughs) anyway it's a really long annoying song and i'm traumatized well we'll get to a good shortcut of it next season So for me that song have you guys so we have a restaurant in columbus called hofbra house yeah have either of you ever been there yeah no so it's a german restaurant and the whole point of it is you go you get german food all of the waiter Mm -hmm. wait staff is dressed in like later hosen and stuff like that because for those you you don't know there's predominantly german population Mm -hmm. in this part of ohio so there's a lot of german restaurants especially in columbus but polish 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 is a little more south ohio Mm -hmm. but yeah they always have a like middle-aged dad karaoke band that plays while you eat and they always are playing like free bird journey and carry on my wayward son and just like all of the dads just step up and they rock out to oh carry God. on my wayward son. And it is so cringy. And that's my association you know, with that genre. You know, like that is deeply cringe, but I almost want to like be like, you know what? You go, you cringe mm-hmm. dads. I mean, yeah. like we're yeah. literally sitting here recording a podcast about fucking supernatural <laughs> six months after the finale of the, of the series ended. And like, we're fucking cringe TBH. Oh, absolutely. I am cringe and I am free like I swear after the first scene it's in especially when they get into the music that's like actually appropriate for what they're reminiscent about um my partner is always like oh I love this song I'm like oh god this is the most partner (laughs) is a butt rock enthusiast (laughs) it just makes me laugh because every time (laughs) I'm like yep it's the middle-aged man in you wow So I kind of want to get back to the beginning. Oh of yeah, this let's episode. maybe talk about the episode <laughs> and not just carry on my wayward son. Sorry, which isn't in the episode. <laughs> Ali, why did you do this to us? You knew this would be inflammatory. <laughs> I didn't. I thought we'd all agree. <laughs> so we get to the beginning of the episode, and it starts with Sam and Dean in the car discussing whether they think their father is alive and kind of their reaction to that in relation to the mission of killing the demon. Yeah, they basically give us the main, like, character tension right Mm. there in the beginning. And it's the same character tension that we revisit at the end, which is, is John alive? Should we try and do what John would want to do? Yes. Or should we go find him and save him? And I thought this was kind of interesting too, because we have the reflection of this in the beginning and the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this theme is also brought up consistently mm-hmm. throughout the episode and like revisited over and over again. Yeah. And like 
it's kind of weird because Sam and Dean's stances on this issue is not always super consistent. And I mm-hmm. kind of like that because yeah. that's kind of a reflection of real life a little bit to me. It feels like in this entire series, Papa Winchester is oh, a Schrodinger's cat. He might be alive. He might be dead. I've only seen one season of the show and still the word Papa Winchester, my spine. Yeah, please just. I can feel it leave my body. Like I'm going to eject my skeleton out of my mouth. <laughs> It's a power move for me because I look at each of you when I see it and Uh, see the cringe. (laughs) The only thing worse is literally Jordan going zaddy. Yeah. At least there's an irony when I do it. Allie, like, doesn't even think. She just knows him as Papa Winchester. He's PW in all of my notes. Interesting to me about Sam and Dean's different stances Mm. on whether or not they should go after John is that it's actually pretty similar to the first episode Mm. or the first Mm -hmm. few episodes, Mm -hmm. and especially um, Sam's level of intensity about going to find the demon Mm. like in the in the beginning of the season he's very intense about finding john because he thinks john has information on the thing that killed jess and their mom and he's like reverted back to that being his goal he's like well dad's probably dead let's go kill the demon and he's just as emotionally intense as he was at the beginning which is interesting because yes sam is definitely a reflection of him in those first few episodes but then dean on the other hand was like all about what his father wanted follow orders follow orders and then in this he's like i want to save dad even though that's not what dad would want he's starting to do what he wants to do rather than what is expected of him yeah. Which I do enjoy. You thank God, like, John Winchester decided to fuck off for long <laughs> enough for poor little Dean to deprogram a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Poor little dude. I feel like this is also the whole episode just questions morality through it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I yeah. love that because it is so gray area for both the dad and whether he is alive or dead, but also the idea of what if they're doing the wrong thing. Yes. In so many different ways. So we have the the theme of morality through this episode, but one thing I was curious to get both of your opinions on too is we again have a theme of lies. And I Mm. don't... Oh, yeah. It doesn't really lead anywhere. I don't understand what their whole theming of lies throughout this whole season was. I'm so confused. I think... um, Because the one thing... The one time that it gets brought up specifically is the yellow-eyed demon accusing Dean of being a liar. Mm -hmm. And I think that... And Meg, too. Meg straight up calls Dean a liar. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think that has to do just with, like, his character arc in general. Like, being a person who pretends to be fine with how things are. But then also, it's, like, a really important narrative crux of the episode, too. Yes. Because he lies in order to um, have the cult on his person. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that's just like a, a specific to Dean character arc mm. that's explored. That and I, I, I think like it comes to a head in this episode because he is finally saying what he actually wants to do and he's vehement about it. Yeah, Dean has definitely, in my opinion, had the best character development this <sighs> yes. season. Not that there's a lot of leading cast members, but in yeah. comparison to John and Sam. Yeah. At home, when we talk about this season, we always say it's like the Dean show. Like, it, for the first season, for at least. season one, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think part of that has to do with how Sam's arc 
like I was saying, it returns mm. yeah. a little bit instead of seeing like a ton of change. Mm -hmm. um, and he does go back and forth a lot, which mm -hmm. I think is consistent with like what his character is going through emotionally. Grief is a weird process yes. that goes backwards a lot of the time. Yeah, I think it's really cool they do that because narr like character development doesn't have to be changing views or changing as a person. Mm -hmm. It could be combating those ideas throughout. Mm-hmm. But this is getting into content we want to save for our season one wrap. True, true, so let's, true. let's put a pin in all this, y'all. Let's talk about Bobby. Bobby. We finally Bobby. get Bobby. I love This him. is the first Bobby scene? Yeah. Yes. Yep. The first one. Yeah, the first one. Okay, can and everyone only... do their best Bobby yell? He no. hasn't yelled in this. I, yeah, so no I don't one, have a context. No one, no one did. Okay. A, After a the Bobby. first yell, I am making everyone. Okay. It's 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 B O B B E H. Just oh. so you know, Bobby. Bobby. I put like a Y. Also, oh. um, they only say his name once, and if you mm -hmm. are like not listening in that exact moment, <laughs> they don't mention it again. So, kind of makes right, me true. wonder if they were planning on. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just context. Like I said, this show is fifteen years old. Even though mm -hmm. I've only seen season one like i'm just there there are some things i know like that the fact that bobby is a reoccurring character mm -hmm. makes me kind of wonder if that was the plan in the long run so i have no idea yeah. i mean they do talk about him in mm. earlier episodes like that, he's brought up yeah true. they mention yeah and he's named after one of the people who made the show robert singer right because yes. he's bobby singer correct yeah. okay that's always interesting to me having a character named after you so i wonder how similar before we um get into the meat of this scene there is the holy water mm -hmm. whiskey love that scene i want so badly to get a little holy water container to use as a flask and i know that's so sacrilegious but it's just a vibe yeah no it is sacrilege is the vibe mm -hmm. that it's iconic we love to go there so I have a couple of things to say about mm -hmm. the scene. For one, actually, the sacrilege is what I wanted to bring up. And it kind of shows to me the fact that they're like fighting demons, literally using like holy weapons against the demons. But mm -hmm. there's not necessarily like a strong grounding or like a belief in God, which I kind of like. Yeah, it's it's a little irreverent. Yeah. Even yeah. if it wasn't directly sacrilegious um, mm -hmm. due to the iconography on the vessel mm -hmm. itself. I, and I say vessel here, meaning like, the thing that's holding the liquid has a yes. cross on it not yeah. the vessel is in like the, the thing that the demon is possessing mm -hmm. yes. just so we're clear um also then we get the whiskey swig from bobby <laughs> passed to dean and i am starting to notice a trend of dean being in bars a lot drinking mm -hmm. every opportunity he gets and that might just be kind of a little humor thing but yeah, I think part of that has to do with learned behaviors mm -hmm. from John. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they, they press upon the audience very early in the season that John is a drinker. I mean, first yeah. scene, he has a drink downstairs. Does he really? Yeah, when the mom is burning upstairs. Oh, yeah, oh my god, So you're first right. scene, it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I do think it's interesting um, what Dean takes on from him. I fucking love this scene. I love Bobby. I love Bobby so much. Who doesn't love Bobby? Can we talk about his fit? Because, like, yes. truly iconic. Love that, like, stag t-shirt with the black thermal vest. Yeah. When the fuck is he wearing a thermal vest? Is he cold? <laughs> Do you need a blankie, Bobby? <laughs> but I love his outfit. I don't know yeah. why. It's just, like, it's so good. It's like, so Bobby. That's something I would fucking wear, to be <laughs> oh, honest. Yeah. Like, it's giving me, like, big country bull dyke mm -hmm. vibes, mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. 
It's funny because I noticed the outfits in this scene, but on Meg and Sam. Um, mm, yeah. Because if you notice, they're in inverted colors. So Meg has the red leather jacket yes. and the um, like the brown shirt. Yeah. And Sam is in the red shirt and then the tannish brown jacket. So oh, look I think at you. I think I I noticed that same mm-hmm. thing, and I pretty sure it was on purpose because throughout this episode there's the comparison for one Mm -hmm. i'll talk about this more in the end but there's just like the constant comparison between the demon meg and then john and sam we had a literal episode of meg and sam relating to each other and then they're constantly paralleling the demon and john so and in the last episode like another episode i might rate it off but yeah right it was a a fun wink it really was i love that and yeah just seeing them matching and then dean and bobby as the ones that are like outside of that yeah also less important to note, but I had complained earlier in the podcast that I feel like everything feels so isolated and like for a big bat, especially this big, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't feel like they do a good enough job, mm-hmm. like kind of world building and bringing up like the threat of that bad guy. And then Bobby was immediately, we had the conversation about how many possessions have been mm-hmm. going on this year. Yeah. And- that's I thought true. that was a nice little detail. Yeah, and having an additional outside character mm-hmm. who is presented as someone who knows all of them mm-hmm. and cares about them also yes. adds like another th- like third party perspective and it just makes the narrative a lot more rich. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And he also makes kind of a comment about like John and John kind of being Oh yeah. 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 Dean is like the last time he was here you like almost shot him and yeah. Bobby's like, well, John just has that effect on people. Which instantly I'm like, this is my man. Fuck the dad. Yes. Yeah. Bobby is the new dad. Well, it also goes to, cause like, again, as a, like a first time viewer of this show, I've been kind of curious about the intention of John's writing. I'm like, mm. is this what the writers think? Like a cool, good dad is supposed to be. <laughs> and he was just poorly written to be a bad dad or was their intention of making him mm-hmm. a bad father. And then again, little context is like that show you he is written to be an asshole yeah so and we always question because we're set up to think that their dad is like super good at his job at catching demons at doing Mm -hmm. whatever but then bobby immediately knows like 10 times more right yes and that is so like gratifying (laughs) watching someone be so much better yes truly And, like, to add on to that, we really do see John, like, laid low in this episode as well. And considering, like, the pedestal that um, the boys put their dad on, I'm thinking about, like, episode 9, Home, where the way Dean is on the phone calling him is almost like prayer, Mm -hmm. you know? So you could say that there Mm -hmm. is, like, a level of, like, godliness that is thematically attributed to John. But here, that that whole idea is undercut because he's completely vulnerable. Yeah. This is the time where they capture Meg and they use the key of Solomon to capture her. Oh, mm-hmm. can I go to... into this a little? Yes, oh, absolutely. Please tell us the lore. I'm so excited for this one because they fucking get it right. Woo! They get it right for once. The key of Solomon is a pseudo-epigraphical grimoire. Oh, Pseudo-epigraphical means it's attributed to Solomon. He did not write it. Mm-hmm. Um, and grimoire are the, like, ancient books of magic. So, like, um, different people would write how magic worked, that type of thing. And they're famously called grimoires. 
I will add that like <clears throat> a lot of grimoires are basically just like essentially a, like a journal. Yeah. Like just journaling about the spells and shit that you do. Yeah. And this one, it's from the 14th to 15th century Italy. Um, Why is it always? Sorry. It really about is. tarot also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because medieval Italy was bumping. It was the place <laughs> to be. Um, <laughs> but also, I'm a little biased. Mm. And it inspired a lot of the later works in Europe, uh, um, other grimoires and other stories of magic. Most copies that we have are from the 16th to 18th century, but they do date back earlier. And basically, it says how to perform form magic and magic in this is all seen as being through god himself mm-hmm. which is interesting to me with the religion in the show mm-hmm. um book one goes over conjurations invocations and curses to summon and constrain spirits of the dead and demons hell yeah it also um has how to compel them find items, become invisible, and gain favor or love, among other things. Incredible. So I'm guessing this is where you found the spells for uh, our previous episode, the quick and easy steps for demons. <laughs> Actually, no. No, I, I know. I, <laughs> that would I be know. great if this was. No, I w- yeah, not serious. <laughs> the book, too, has purifications for the operator, so to like cleanse yourself and it was called exorcism Mm. and that directly relates to this episode so is that before you perform some kind of thing or afterwards so it is after usually because you Mm. can be like influenced and gain negative qualities okay yeah the reason i ask Mm -hmm. is because um in like buddhist uh, mm-hmm. practices purification before ritual mm. is the norm that's yeah. interesting so yeah i just wondered because it does talk about like what tools magic magic tools clothes and animal sacrifices should be used so it kind mm-hmm. of does both so prep and then cleansing yourself mm-hmm. this later influenced the lesser key of solomon which was basically a new modern version but these the redux these are directly in supernatural so supernatural they use two different versions of the devil's trap and one of them is from the lesser key of solomon that's cool which relates Mm -hmm. back and in the key of solomon the original one it does have um different pentacles and different Mm -hmm. symbols for witchcraft the devil's trap probably dates back all the way to babylon oh which is sick amazing um it was originally bowls they thought you could trap demons in bowls oh bowls so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it was either a demon or incantation bowl mm-hmm. um inscribed with arabic to trap the demon and also had sometimes had images of bound demons to mm-hmm. like kind mm-hmm. of um set the mood set the mood <laughs> yes and then a trap is probably not as good as a bowl Mm. They, they say that demons can use their power to get out of a trap, but bulls are harder because it's, like, all-encompassing. Interesting. Finally, the one thing I want to bring up is often in exorcisms, I know we covered it in another episode, but one thing that happens when people have been exorcised, they will puke, like, black gunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a very common thing. So watching the black smoke come out, mm-hmm. I really think yes. is a cool ode to that. And I want to make a bold assertion. Oh. I like bold. I'm going to give you a reason why the other lore was trash. Okay. It comes from their dad. 
So we could write up the rest of the lore being utter shit and completely wrong. I also think it was on the writers. But you could write it off as being because it was from the father. And as soon as Bobby comes in, who knows more, is more worldly and is a better character, as we see in like the two <laughs> seconds with him, he mm. knows his shit and he actually gets it right. I accept this headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this I is. Accept. <laughs> so... Before we get to the actual exorcism, mm -hmm. Meg does yeet a dog, <laughs> and then <sighs> poor Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. That makes me so mad. I was like, "You mean to tell me they could have had a cool scrapyard dog friend?" Yeah, he just wanted to sleep on a truck. Like he was just having <laughs> yeah. a good time. Leave him alone. What the fuck? But she immediately comes in, and this phrase is fucking ruined forever from a show <laughs> that was running at the same time. But she calls them chuckleheads and <laughs> chuckles are a running joke in the show 30 rock for uh. specifically being a fast food item that's made out of pig taints no! <laughs> so like literally she said that and my mind just went oh my god with a side of chuckles no! <laughs> i'm pretty sure like that's one of dean's go-tos mm -hmm. for like insults yeah oh my so you're gonna have that invasive thought no. for a while sorry i love this because then she um throws dean and in my head i just hear ko <laughs> player one knocked out but uh i love her in this scene yes. though. can i Me just too. say like it's the same fucking energy as the previous episode where i'm like mm -hmm. yes queen like just seriously like go off mm -hmm. like she's so mad she's still mad about getting shot it's that same energy she's like i'm just trying to vibe <laughs> over here you won't give me the thing and no one's being honest and it's yeah. just so good and i love her like being so catty and insulting mm -hmm. and like yeah making fun of them for having a dead mom <laughs> yeah like, this is so evil do you like, kiss your mom it. with that mouth oh <laughs> so good she's kind of on her little like uh they kind of do the horny comments again too like mm -hmm. if you just wanted to tie me up but i will say this scene itself and i think it kind of had to be this way because there's a lot of story but the scene was a little bit of a mess of like mm. the actual exorcism <laughs> and like the back and forth between the characters mm -hmm. yeah because like they all are in agreement to do this exorcism that's the whole point of bringing her in there. And then, of course, then halfway through the exorcism, Bobby's like, oh, no, it's a real girl. We can't exorcise her. The demon's the only thing keeping her alive. And I'm like, you wait until now to say that for one. Right. Mm. That's definitely, like, for the audience, though, because we're also supposed to be surprised that, yes. yeah. that they got her. And also, that scene kind of stuck out in my head, too, that exact phrase, because... um. We talked about John being possibly a bad hunter. Mm -hmm. I don't see him as being a bad hunter. I see him as being an asshole. And I think this kind of shows he knew that killing Meg was going to oh. kill whoever the demon right. was and in. He, he didn't, didn't care. care. I like that interpretation. Yes. And that's shown in this too mm -hmm. through Dean and Sam. Because what's so funny is, and this is what I wanted to talk about when we were talking earlier about the parallel from the beginning and the end. Mm, yeah. Here, Sam now, after being like on the mission, like, forget John, we need to just do what we need to do to find revenge. Here, Sam is very nervous about the possibility of killing the girl mm -hmm. inside of Meg. So he, that's why he's kind of stopping the exorcism. He doesn't really know what to do. And this also could be tied 
to the fact that he kind of had a personal relationship with the demon Mm -hmm. and that might bleed over into the person and and then dean is like no even if she dies like we have to do this Mm -hmm. and in my head i'm kind of like well dean's right like what are you gonna do like he can't just Mm -hmm. let the demon run around oh yeah let's close the circle Mm -hmm. of solomon just let her kill everyone like right yeah i was interested in the way they tried to tell some sort of morality yes tale Mm -hmm. through that too it's funny that they like try and blur the ethics of it in that moment like Mm -hmm. oh if you Mm -hmm. exercise her she's gonna die whatever and they make a point to show that like dean is freaking out and being unreasonable because he's like really afraid that their dad is dead so like we understand that like tension is like high but then i'm not sure why they then backpedaled exactly by having their ultimately there's narrative payoff that Mm -hmm. justifies them letting her die like um she's exercised and she's like thank you i was trapped Mm -hmm. in there i'm so glad that i'm not like in there anymore and let me also give you these surprise keywords to finding your missing Mm -hmm. father so the dying exposition trope right Mm -hmm. so so like what then was the point of having us worry about the ethics during that 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 was yeah exactly what i was trying to get at it just in terms of the storytelling Mm -hmm. in this episode if it wasn't for that scene Mm -hmm. I feel like it would have been pretty good. That scene itself, like I said, I just Mm -hmm. thought was messy. Yeah. I have such a weird little gripe with that scene in that to make the moral dilemma like even more like, oh no, what's going to happen? They have a flashing light and there is a fire in the background. Um, So it makes sense for those shots where the fire is behind them, but then they'll be flashing the light on their faces (laughs) when the fire is behind them. (laughs) <laughs> to me i'm just like oh man like please dial it well, down well what's weird too is like that kind of stuck but the real effects during the exorcism were awesome yes! like the yeah. chair being dragged around <laughs> oh, yeah i just I like the way her hair yes went up. the hair I going up that. her acting was just she's a great actress she stole this season and it's kind of sad too that like that was kind of like a wishy-washy scene because mm-hmm. i wanted a really good goodbye for meg she yeah. deserved yeah. it oh i fucking love her Oh, and they did use part of real exorcisms. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't it the same? It's the same incantation mm-hmm. that they used during Phantom Traveler, mm. episode four, I believe. I linked in our research. You yeah. can look up the real spell for exorcisms if you're bored. Incredible. Oh, did you did you all feel bad for Meg when she, like, caved and gave them the information? And then she was like, okay, so you're not going to kill me. And Dean was like, well, no, we're still going to kill you. I lied. I love that. Yeah, I I thought it was good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of something we see, too. And that's when I was talking about the theme of lies Mm. throughout this whole season. Like, there's two things, two themes that are consistent. Everyone gets their comeuppance. There's no, like, being saved. Like, you don't make a bad decision and don't pay for it. Like, if you do something bad, you get punished. There is karmic retribution. Exactly. And then the second is lying pays off. Yeah. Well, yeah. For the most part. I think except for poor Dean's emotional Mm -hmm. state. (laughs) Yes. Fair. But, but yeah, no, like, when they're lying directly to people, when they're being intentionally deceptive, as opposed to uh, Dean's, like, sort of personal deflections. Yes. Absolutely. Totally mm-hmm. agree. 
And then one last thing that I have about the scene mm-hmm. is after the exorcism and she's like spewing blood. I just want to let people know mm. if someone is injured and literally vomiting blood, don't lay them on their back, please. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, like maybe don't move Don't her. move them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That always bothers me. I'm like, oh, don't touch them. She like, had literally fallen off a building. <laughs> right. Like, definitely, like, untie her so mm. that when the paramedics <laughs> show up, they're not like, what the fuck? But like... <laughs> But, like, don't move the body. Yeah, it's like, let's take this broken-ass body and just put her flat on the ground to drown in her own blood. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at least tip her on her side. Yeah. I guess they don't, I don't mean, they're not paramedics. Right. But... I mean, I'm not either. Yeah. Um, right after the scene, they go outside and they make a demon trap on the, like, um in the trunk, yes. which I love. On. That was great. On the trunk. trunk, It's such a good idea, but at the same time, I'm also like, that's where you keep your weapons. So yeah, the demon's trapped, but the demon has all your weapons. So I really want them to get a Tesla so that they could use the front trunk (laughs) for the demon and the back trunk for the weapons. (laughs) And I think it'd be a great transition. I love this train of thought. However, I think the idea was that the demon couldn't open it yes. or get into it at all. I was very confused by the thought. <laughs> I was Allie. like, let's see but where I this like is it. going. I liked it. Um, oh, I thought they were, oh my God, I thought they were making, <laughs> I'm so dumb. I thought they were making the trunk as like a capture cage to put demons in. No, no, a lockbox, he said. Oh, now I just want. for the gun, the Colt. <laughs> I want them to have a traveling demon container. <laughs> I think at some point in the series, they do shove yeah. a demon in the trunk. That's why True. I think that's why it jumped to. I, I mean, I get your thought process, like turning <laughs> the car into Pandora's box would be yes. hilarious. Like, I, I get that. And just imagining opening it up to the demon who's trapped but has all your weapons would be an awesome showdown. <laughs> <laughs> Have we seen Dean this enraged and like acting out and being this volatile in any other episode i actually was Mm. thinking about that and i don't think we have yeah i don't think so either he's like really not contained i love in this episode how he's so over the top angry and then as a younger sibling like when my older siblings like that i do get that quiet like i'll be pissy but i will not say anything and sam does that i have a few comments specifically about that Mm -hmm. for one i kind of wonder if sam's acting um may have been a little subdued because he had to wear that horrible ass eye for (laughs) half the episode it wasn't even half the episode it was only like the last 10 minutes True. it just felt like a lot but um specifically your question about dean i kind of wondered if (laughs) what they were trying to do is by not listening to john and is he now kind of turning into him in this episode are like paralleling his attitude because that's kind of the vibe i was getting yeah i do think they try and muddy the waters with that a lot Mm -hmm. because even the demon the yellow-eyed demon remarks on sam's similarity to john yes like the laser focus Mm -hmm. obsession revenge quest stuff you know but otherwise i feel like we're we're led to believe that dean is the one who you know acts a little bit more like him yes just in in terms of like surface level stuff so Mm -hmm. i forget where the fuck i was going with this thought (laughs) to be honest 
I'll expound on it a little bit too. So for mm-hmm. Sam, we see in his actions and his quest, it's similar to John. Yeah. And then in Dean, I almost feel like his temperament is kind of similar to him mm. in this episode. Yeah. Which is weird because like in this scene too, we literally get the phrase, I don't care what dad wants mm. from Dean, which was for one mm-hmm. nice to hear from Dean. Yes. Go off King. Yeah. It's also kind of a little defeatist by, like, gaining Mm. his own autonomy. He's also Mm -hmm. becoming more like his horrible father. I I don't know. I don't know that I think ultimately this scene means that he is becoming like his father. I think, like, this scene, he's really emotionally volatile. But I think because of the way the episode ends, Mm -hmm. where he's, like determined to convince Sam that family means more than revenge yes. um, and is just way more fucking important. That's so outside of what John mm-hmm. wants. And yes. I, so I, I think it overwrites any reflection of John's temperament. I think this scene is just Dean has no control over the situation mm-hmm. yeah. and he's literally just scared. So who do you both side with in locking the gun away or keeping the gun with you? Because this will take us to the next scene as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. For for their fight about what to do with the cult. Yeah. Sam wants to leave it because that's what John would want. And they mm-hmm. and he wants to save the bullets for the, the demon, who they don't know yet is yellow-eyed. But we do know because we're having <laughs> this convo yes. post-episode. Sorry. And then Dean wants to take it along because they might need it mm-hmm. in order to extract John. Yes. For me, it's like, you should take the gun because if you die and no one else now has access to this magically locked mm-hmm. away gun, right. the demons win. Like, Right. Yeah, I agree. Maybe take the gun, but keep the bullets out of it if you're really worried about using it. Mm-hmm. It seems like they miss a middle ground. Yeah. They could take like two of the bullets out yeah or something save them just keep one emergency yeah 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 i definitely think that taking it along is the way to go because like Mm -hmm. like you know the situation where dean does kill the demon that's beating sam to death Mm -hmm. like if you die you're not gonna be able to get revenge anyway also i get anxious without my phone imagine like the weapon to kill your mother's killer right (laughs) and not knowing where it is i'm obsessed with these slap stick punch noises in this scene yeah oh my god really over the top and like something about the sound editing in a lot of this episode is really wild Mm -hmm. like the scene where they're in the apartment and like they've just had like the fight with the two demons and shoved them in the closet or whatever Mm -hmm. all the huffing and puffing felt really out of sync for some reason yeah i don't know it was like ar'd in it will it reminded me of that one fucking um um, that really bad like kung fu movie that has the the lady with the three boobs. Oh, Kung Pao. Yeah, Kung Pao. It was like Enter that. Fist. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the dog barking, and then like five seconds later, the bark noise happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like this fuck? episode is so well done and tonally matches really well. Yeah. And then it's just that sound that does it. It, it just feels very different. I can right. tell, though, that I play too many video games because when they have the plot 
to pull the fire alarm and they're like there's going to be seven minutes until the police get there my immediately thought was like oh no the time limit level oh my god <laughs> yeah the fucking mini game that has the timer in the corner and then you have to worry about is it going to pause the timer when i open the main menu to fuck around with my items or yes. is it not and i just have to like <gasps> i also was thinking about video games a lot during this episode like the bombing mission from final fantasy 7 oh my yeah. god no i was thinking about Telltale. Telltale games, yeah. I kept thinking about Telltale games this whole episode. I was like, this would make such a good Telltale game. I'm surprised that, that if Telltale didn't end up tanking, because they were really popular in the beginning, they probably could have made a pretty baller Supernatural. Yeah, game. yeah, I because like the story writers are so fucking, or were so fucking good, mm-hmm. they would have been able to condense all of the right moments into yeah. something really good. And I just like... I love to see how they explore Mm -hmm. options for, like, the larger scale narrative Mm. in those games. Like, how fun would it be to be, like, a third-party character in, like, the room where Sam is deciding whether or not to fucking (laughs) shoot John, you know? Yeah. And even, like, the the in-betweens, the narratives, like, like a point-and-click aspect would be a fun thing to add to, like, a supernatural game, too. Like, looking for the clues and the... Oh my gosh, like a classic adventure game. Yeah. But yeah, I think just from like a practical standpoint, having the gun is better than not having it. Although lying about having it to everyone around you is probably the best, like strategically. I actually agreed with that too. I was like, here is where you would want to lie. Because like, yeah, you have that element of surprise. And why doesn't Bobby come with them? Um, because he's dealing with the police. Oh, that's yeah, true. Never mind. Body. That's fair. I feel like he could put in his freezer. I'm sure he has a freezer in the basement and come back in a week. I will say, um, scenes like this have like a special place in my heart too. I just love when they look like professionals. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, the whole infiltration mm-hmm. montage thing is so, so good. good. Like the like it just feels so planned and precise. Yeah. I love it. And I love heist films. It just feels like. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. It's too bad the thing they're heisting is literally worthless. Is that dad? <laughs> Drugged, beat up father. What happens after the scene? I genuinely oh, don't remember. No, remember Sam gets attacked. I remember that. By the demon, because that's a, a big. So they're, they go up to the apartment mm-hmm. and they lock the two demons in the closet. And then mm-hmm. they go check John. And he's not a demon, they think. Yeah. And while they're trying to get him out the door, demons possess two people outside the Mm -hmm. building and then come up to check on them. And then that's when they do the, here's Johnny! Oh oh my god, that scene. I love that. Like, I love the fucking axe in the door thing. Classic. The callback is so good. We just needed one of the boys screaming on the floor. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and like I like them having the mm-hmm. exit plan there with the fire, stairwell, fire the fire escape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then that's when Sam gets. I remember yeah. that. I have no memory of what happens after they save Sam. Oh, they just cut right to being in that cabin. In the, okay, okay. Yeah. Before we get to the cabin, too, here is mm-hmm. where we have Dean. We find out he had the Colt hidden. He yeah. uses to save. kill the demon and save Sam. Did you guys notice that there was like a fucking shimmery Tinkerbell fucking noise? No. Yes. I yes. love that. I don't think that was in like the other episode where mm-hmm. they used it. Um, The vampire episode. I'm pretty sure that 
that sound effect is only here. And mm-hmm. I fucking love it. It's so weird. It reminds me of a Buffy demon death. I would like, like a, a little specific bit. one. Or? Not a specific oh, one. Oh, you just mean in general. In general, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's like just the sh- like it was so weird talking about like the sound editing in mm-hmm. this episode. Like I love it because of how out of place it was. <laughs> like it just tonally seemed mm-hmm. wrong. And I yes. think it was like trying to emulate that sort of like you know it looks like electricity. Going oh, I love the lightning. Things. That's what I, I was paying that's attention what I to. Like. I like the flicker of mm-hmm. like the electricity and the skull and everything. Yeah. Spooky Yuki. Love that. But then like contrasted with this fucking Tinkerbell sound. I'm just like Yeah. They like they I think they hired someone, yeah, to do like a lightning fizzling Mm -hmm. out noise and they were like, let's add glitter. Oh my god. It was weird. (laughs) They were like, hello, LGBT people. But then we get the, oh, I feel so bad. We get mm. the, the zoom in of the eyes of Dean because he knows he just killed yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, and that's to me too, good storytelling, like where you're mm-hmm. showing us something and not telling us. Yeah. So I was impressed with that. Well, especially the way they start the season. Mm-hmm. He's like saving people. Yeah. 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 And it's a good follow up to that whole ethical dilemma they mm-hmm. were in with um, Bobby and Meg and yeah. everything yeah. too. Um, I still think the narrative payoff is that it doesn't matter. They should just fucking mm-hmm. kill them. That's what I mean. The narrative says. I disagree. Yes, obviously. I, yes. Like, except in the Meg situation, I think there was nothing for that. Well, I don't know. Sam's about to die. It feels. But I also would have tried like tackling him. So we know they're not that much. That's strong. kind of yeah, where. But, like we know that they become physically incapacitated by mm-hmm. the exorcism itself. It would at least be an interruption. Yeah, that's true. So my thing with this whole thing was, um, mm-hmm. for one, I agree. I the make thing just did not make a lot of sense to me. But this scene, what they were telling us is something they've already told us, and that's that Dean and Sam would do anything for their family. Mm-hmm. Like we already know this. We don't need to physically see. I am like having that reminder though because this yeah. is extreme like and it's true. a new crisis moral crisis yeah and it's further than they've gone mm-hmm. before you know yeah you that can do sense. anything and then murdering someone for your family is a difference right. yeah a different step and i think it it works as well because of the fact that it's using one of the limited bullets mm-hmm. um yes. for the cult which they need and because of the fact that they then follow that up mm-hmm. with a scene where they unpack that a little bit. Yeah. And, that, like, specifically address it. That makes sense. I Yeah, I think I would agree with you, except for, like, those things. I feel like it's, it's like, a vital scene. So are you ready to get into the next scene at the yes. cabin? I really liked this, like, ending scene of the episode. I thought it was probably one of the better scenes Mm -hmm. in this season as a whole. Yeah, it was complex. Very complex. I have so many quotes written down, like... Ooh, tell us some. Yeah. So, the three of them get to the cabin. First, I kind of wonder, like, the extent of the possession of the demon of Mm. John. Because, like, he has the right ideas in some of the things that he says. Mm -hmm. Like, this is me. I won't miss. Like, when he's asked to be given the gun. And I'm like, that is such a John thing to say to (laughs) put himself up while also putting the boys down. Yeah. I I could hear you making noises about that. (laughs) Yeah. Classic. And I was like, oh, he's playing it there. But then where the demon fucks up, which is so funny, is being too... Too paternal. (laughs) 
Yeah. Because it, it's the demon makes a point to mm-hmm. be like, you know, you killed my children and I'm sad about that. And it's right. like, oh, so where the demon loses is its humanity. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just thought that was such a good scene. Right. Ugh. And like, w- we laugh, but. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Poor little Dean. Well, because we open up the scene, too, with John immediately turning to Dean and being like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> and that's what we've been waiting to hear. And it's mm-hmm. what Dean has been waiting to hear probably his whole life. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up to that breaks my heart even more. Yeah. That you watch out for this family you mm-hmm. always have. Like, yes. that's so fucking, like validating yeah because it's true (laughs) and yet it takes a demon right you have to wonder too like they haven't explained the rules of the demons possibly knowing like the inner Mm. thoughts of who they're possessed and like the demon Mm -hmm. like literally tells dean sam is the favorite he like affirms that and you have to wonder is it a demon and it's lying or like does the demon know Mm. that because it possesses john right And I think it's the same kind of dilemma that we Mm -hmm. encountered in episode 16, Shadow. They talk about the fact that demons lie about stuff. Yeah. And also, like, I can't tell if maybe I just watch way too much TV (laughs) and that's why it was so expected. But, like, from, like, episode 15, I knew this season was going to end by John getting possessed Mm. by the big bad because of all of the parallels of John Mm -hmm. to this demon Mm -hmm. and the family then to the children of the demon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was cool. Yeah, I think, like... They they set you up for it. They prepare you for it very well. Mm-hmm. But it's still a little bit of a surprise yeah. when it happens. You're still like, oh, damn, that actually did happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing the dad say positive things, I think you're so hoping it's the dad. Um, you're really invested because you've watched a whole season hoping he would say these things. Mm-hmm. And then it's such a letdown. Or at right? least die. In a good way. Or at least die, yes. <laughs> oh my god, Jordan was over here like, ugh, when <laughs> Sam didn't shoot John and when yeah. Dean didn't shoot John. Jordan was like, just kill this bitch. (laughs) I was like the true big bad of season one. Yeah. John. And like, that would make him such a martyr and maybe redeem his character if he died for the revenge that he had always wanted. Maybe. Maybe. I think the desire Mm -hmm. to die for this cause is selfish. Yes. And his investment Mm -hmm. in this whole revenge Well, and they they also allude to it being selfish through Dean's character. Yeah. So. I absolutely agree. I think it would just give me something to be like, okay, well, it was worth it. Like, the shitty things you did. The big thing that makes me happy is there's, like, trying to learn and grow as a family. And then there's, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes it's better for your mental health just to, like, cut off someone cold turkey yeah yeah and i feel like for those boys they they just need john to leave they do not need contact with him right i mean his his handling of their childhood was tantamount to mm-hmm. abandonment yes. which is why mm-hmm. i say that him demanding to be killed in that moment mm-hmm. was selfish because it's a further it, oh, it's an yeah. extension of that same abandonment yeah again i completely agree i just yeah, yeah. It would be a way that at least justifies well, especially somewhat. with the, the abandonment, too. Mm-hmm. Like, all of Dean's motivation isn't to get my dad back. It's so, quote, we can finally be a family. Yeah. It's the promise of a relationship. It's not saving something mm-hmm. that's already there. Yeah. I also, it does feel so good to watch him shoot his dad in the leg. It wasn't enough for me. <laughs> 
I love that moment though. It's so like quick and mm-hmm. smart. And I think even those like kind of maybe slightly psychotic Sam moments throughout mm-hmm. the season, like in Route 666, where he thinks up the whole hallowed ground thing and then is like, oh, I wasn't sure it would work. Like, I, I think we've been set up to expect that those are the kinds of like quick thinking strategic moves that he'll make yeah what do we think about what gives them that leeway um dean is getting like bear clawed in the chest by the telekinetic demon claw and he's like dad don't let it kill me i love that yeah i just love the imagery of ripping out a heart it was also kind of nice to see Dean also have a little bit of agency over his own yeah. life. Like, oh, I don't and care about his own life. Yeah. 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 That was really rewarding to see. Poor baby. I think we're set up to find it surprising that mm-hmm. it works because mm-hmm. all of the work of that scene, you know, even before Dean's like, oh, you're possessed. And then the yellow eyed demon is saying all of like the horrible things mm-hmm. to him, like, we're we're set up yes to think that oh john doesn't actually care that much about him so when him begging not to be killed like actually snaps him out of it it's it's like a little bit of like oh yeah i really enjoyed that scene because like i said as a mostly first time viewer intention of the writing around john sometimes felt a little confusing to me so Mm -hmm. i felt like my questions have kind of been answered Mm -hmm. in this ending like he's he's an asshole yeah (laughs) that's that's it he's just a dick and he's written to be so so we've kind of talked about the resolution of like how they knocked the demon out but i Mm -hmm. guess we probably should talk a little bit more about the demon itself and kind of the exposition that he sets up talking to the boys Mm -hmm. yeah and he, he does first lean into that whole like you killed my children i am going to revenge you thing yes but then moves on to I'm gonna taunt you about Mary and Jess now and I love that we finally we get that piece of information that Sam was planning to ask her to marry him Mm. because like I don't think you really get a sense for how serious Mm -hmm. he was about her up until this point obviously if you lose your significant other like you're gonna be devastated Mm -hmm. But, like, it's different if it's just someone you've been seeing for, like, a hot sec versus someone you're planning to marry. Especially, like, we had gotten maybe that there was a level of escapism in his relationship with Mm -hmm. Jess. And it was more like a goal to achieve normalcy rather than, like, an actual caring for this person. So, yeah, seeing... And the idea of family. Um, It also was a big... And plot-wise, it was a piece of missing information because... It got revealed why the demon, mm-hmm. partially revealed why the demon was targeting women. It was specifically women with six-month-old children. So then for Sam and Jess, it was kind of like, well, why would he kill Jess? So it's like, oh, it was right. specifically to get something out of Sam. he's a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Less of a dick than John, though, we find out. True. Yeah. yeah. For his plans for you and children <laughs> like you. <laughs> So I'm a little sad we didn't get payoff for that storyline in season one, but it does make mm. me excited for season two, so. Right. I also love the little nugget of information that the yellow-eyed demon is immune to holy water. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We get a lot of information about what you can and cannot do to demons and under what circumstances mm-hmm. you can manage them in this episode. Yeah. I like the lore in this episode. I think it's fantastic. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, and also um, having a personality put to the yellow-eyed demon kind of mm. makes him a more interesting villain. I like him as a villain, mm-hmm. I yeah. will say. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. 
And ugh, the actor who plays Papa Winchester is fantastic. Ugh. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Yes, when he switches. Yeah. I so really good. appreciated his performance when he's like on the floor and he's like, you gotta kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really good. It was very good. I believed it. I was like, yeah. oh man, <laughs> this guy wants to die. <laughs> I don't think we addressed the indicator in like the quote. Dean being like, he's possessed. Dad would never say this because it was specifically after John said, I'm proud of you. And he was like, my dad would never say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ugh, knife in the heart. Yeah, it yeah. hurts us. So many things hurt us in this episode. Mm-hmm. I also felt like I was going to start bawling when they're in the firefighter disguise. And he's like, I always wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> yes. That was so sad. <gasps> because his mom died in a fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. <gasps> Well, and especially since it seems like Dean hasn't had any one, like, obviously he does have ones outside of being a hunter, mm-hmm. but when kind of like asked, Sam is like, this is what I want to do. Dean is kind of like, nope, this is it for me. So finally for him to relent, it shows that he has probably been thinking about life outside mm-hmm. of hunting too. Like he, he actually is seeing like an end in sight yeah. to this thing that has haunted his family their entire lives. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. That makes it even worse. Thanks, Jordan. That Sorry. was an angle that I hadn't directly considered. Ow. <laughs> also, the pacing in this episode, while not always the best, was so much better than the last episode. Yeah, this one felt like it flew by. Yeah. But in a good way. The yeah. last episode was like... What the? I, was, I felt like I was in like yeah. delirium. Yeah. It's right, like right, a right. car that starts and stops all the time. Right. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about the end of the episode? Yeah. With the uh, cliffhanger? I just want to say, this show, I remember it being fairly popular when it came out, but there's still, with new shows, there's always that chance that it's going to get canceled. Could you have fucking imagined <laughs> watching this whole entire goddamn season and that being the end of the show? Yeah, Jesus. That would be wild. Like, cliffhangers like that are ballsy. Yeah. And I like the idea of the song Time's Running Out playing as it counts down right. to the last seconds of the series. Yes. Right. Wow. There's an alternate reality in which that happened. Mm-hmm. You've just manifested it into being. <laughs> oh my god. I will say, I was not expecting a cliffhanger end. I was expecting the resolution to this storyline to actually be wrapped up in the first season. So I'm pretty surprised that it was not. Yeah, I didn't expect that either. It felt like they were going somewhere. And I kind of liked that they shook it up. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of mostly the end of Meg's story Mm -hmm, was what we got. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how they, they use a possessed trucker to get oh them God. in yes. the end because I think it like expands the idea of what the demons mm-hmm. power even like the small like small potatoes ones what yeah. that actually is which raises the stakes a lot like the, mm-hmm. these aren't like creatures that they can just you know show up in town deal with and leave mm-hmm. which I kind of like cause, yeah exactly because like I know people always talk about like power creep in shows but I'm like this is a mm-hmm. good power creep it like, is I yeah. don't even think it's a power creep I think it's like a revelation yes where yes. their power previously mm-hmm. was obfuscated god I, oh my god I just listened to episode 16 again <laughs> and the amount of times and it's back no i'll never let go i was thinking you need a tattoo of it no please 
No. I'm going to get a tattoo of the slurping gerb. Slurping gerb. Please, on your chest, it's just the name tag, and it's the slurping gerb and the Jasper. Oh, no. I was thinking, like, full chest tattoo <laughs> of, like, curly script. Oh, please. Slurp and gerb. We're going to be merchandising it. Now available at a Walmart near you. Oh, Slurp my God. <laughs> Any Walmart, just walk in. It'll be no, there, I promise. we need to go with the world of Supernatural and sell it at Cabela's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where they get all their clothes. Oh, my goodness. It's nice in the final moments of the episode that Sam is once again siding with Dean. Yeah. Like, I love the no, sir, not everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, we're not doing this after he looks in the rearview mirror. Well, and, like, that's kind of um, a reflection of real life, like, part of growing up is kind of demystifying your parents and starting mm-hmm. to see them as like real people rather than like what the fuck jordan that's so insightful yeah well especially like god like how many times have they compared john to like being like actual god in this show mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's kind of like how they see him in the beginning of this series and yeah. then now towards the end mm-hmm. like they're demystifying that godhood that he has which he should never have had because he's literally yeah. satan <laughs> so he's worse than satan he's possessed by fucking satan and satan's nicer jordan is over here literally wagging their finger oh god i love how energetic you are this episode because you're just like vindication john sucks <laughs> literally when sam was standing over him with the gun i was like thank fucking god this is when it happens well especially because like <laughs> this is a judgment i don't know for sure but just typically being a fan of the cw or wb when this was on people are pretty dispensable yeah mm. partially because they can always come back yeah mm. so i was like we're literally dealing with demons now like everything's on the table like fucking kill john if you really want john back that bad, find a way he'll come back but yeah. no no killing of john yeah, everyone can return to life except women. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> a matter of fact, their death, they can't even just die. They have to like <laughs> literally help you out as they're dying. Women's work truly never ends. Help you out as they're dying and <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> oh my goodness. I did love the end. I love the shock of it. I thought it was fantastic. Good vibes for such a sad ending. <laughs> I mean, the ending isn't, like, sad. It's mm. it's just, like, tense. It's like, oh, fuck. Also, maybe John's thick head took the brunt of the crash and the boys are fine. Sam's skull. Yeah. They could have probably saved. That's yeah. why Sam, Sam will live. <laughs> Sam had been beat in the head. John was mostly mm-hmm. fine except for the leg wound. and He was drugged. Well. Maybe that's through his system now. It probably, probably. helped him, honestly, because if you're limp during a crash, it's better. Huh. Well, and Dean was in really bad shape. Yeah. Before yeah, he got getting Fanfic. Yeah. So I was very inspired by the whole firefighter moment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and there are actually quite a few firefighter Dean AU uh, oh. fix. Yeah. And I picked one by Mandala Rose, who we've featured before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Route 666 episode. They did the, the Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, yeah. awesome. The summary for this is really, really long. So, so there's so many tags too. There's a lot. In. Read what you want to read. Okay, we'll I'll, link I'll it. figure it out. The title is called "Stay with Me, Sweetheart." It's by mm-hmm. Mandala Rose. This is complete as of one twenty-four last year. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. And 
it's relatively popular. I mean, I say relatively, but it has almost 54K hits. Wow. So, yeah, this is pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically the idea of this is that Cass is in a really horrible car accident and Dean is a firefighter and gets him out of the car and hangs out at the ICU where they reconnect. Mm. And then super slow burn ensues. Mm. The only way to do it. As I mentioned, (laughs) there's like a gajillion tags on this, so I'm not going to read nearly all of them. The main relationships in this are Cass and Dean, and it is also a Sam Jess one. Mm. Amazingly popular pairing, considering she's only in one episode of the show. I wonder about that. Well, t- we get our we get her visage in a second episode, I oh guess. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is rated E, so mm. yay porn. <laughs> I thought my mind went E for everyone, and I was like, oh no 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 no, no. E for extra horny. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Other characters that pop up in here are Gabriel, Charlie, Benny, Claire, Joe, Donna Garth, etc., etc., etc. There's a lot um, that are listed. There's literally a tag and too many more to tag. We've got for additional tags AU Modern, AU Human, Teacher Cast, Firefighter Dean, Medical Trauma, Car Accidents, Major Character Injury, Hospitalization, Rehabilitation, PTSD, House Fires mobility aids slow burn there's a lot of additional tags on the slow burn one it's a slow build (laughs) slow burn like really slow slow don't say i didn't warn you worth it though i hope (laughs) interestingly tagged dean is the emotionally healthy one (laughs) incredible that is rare this has got some very much loved bed sharing tagged (laughs) there's a ton of fluff apparently and angst and then I like this bit. Oh, yeah, and there's smut. Eventual <laughs> smut. See slow burn warning above. Potentially triggering ones that I just want to mention mm-hmm. real quick. Past dubcon, past emotionally abusive relationship, and minor original character death. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite tag, angst with a happy ending. <laughs> Always. I am an angst slut, but if the ending is bad, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's just not worth it. And of course, just a refresher to anyone, we have officially posted mm-hmm. the doc that links all of these fan fictions, so always feel free to go to our website and check yes. them out. I actually have a book rec for this episode. Oh, you do? Because I read a book this week that fits perfectly, if you don't mind. No, go I ahead. Love, um, love to read. I read the book Kingdom of the Wicked by um, Carrie Mon- Moniscalco, and it was so good. It's YA, so the writing is actually really good for YA, honestly. Mm. And it came out this year, and it's the most excited I am for a sequel I have to actually wait for for October. Oh, wow. That I've been in, like, years. Um, and I described it to my sister as witches, probably enemies to lovers. We have to see what happens in mm. the second book. Okay, um, like, like how enemies are, like, are Like they? witches versus demons. Oh, okay. Enemies. Um, like warring clans. Yeah. Yes. Prince of hell type. Like, Love of that. the princes, not the one. Sure. Um, set in Italy, uses Italian. Of course it is, Allie. <laughs> All about demonology. It's also a murder mystery and all about vengeance for a sister and discovering your sister's secrets. 
I love this. It is cool. an um, incredible book. It was so good. Did not expect that. I'm going to give so. this a read. And it has, like, um, the Italian grimoire. Her family's grimoire is quoted at the start of each chapter. Oh, I love that. We, so. We love an epigraph. Oh, it is so good. I highly recommend it. Are we ready to rate the episode? I think we are. Yes. All right. I'm going to give this one a four out of five because I do really like this as an episode. I really like the themes it explored Mm -hmm. and the parallels that it made between the families. I also really like, I don't like it. It breaks me, but I am very interested in the, especially the development that John got in this Mm -hmm. episode through the possession. I thought was really cool. Introduction of Bobby was cool. I hope I'm excited to see more of him getting a knockdown for the, possession scene with Meg. Mm. It was just a little convoluted. Um, also, some of the pacing in the beginning. So maybe actually I'll bump this up to a 4.5. Mm. I'm going to give this a 4.5 slowly dying informative woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. That's very complicated. I had to like think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm also going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. 4.5 demon traps out of five because i think it's a fantastic episode i somehow in my brain forgot what happens between the last episode and the end of season two and i like the end of season two a little more so that's why it's not a full five (laughs) don't know how i imagine they'd fit all that into one episode um but i'm very excited to get into season two incredible I am actually going to rate this one substantially lower than <gasps> both of you. Nice. Are you shocked? Yeah, I actually am. I am going to give this one a 3.75 out of 5. Oh. Nervous peeing Yorkies. Because I just, I really feel like the first half of this double episode was so much more like adroit Mm. Uh, in terms of like pacing and uh, you know just everything going on I think that there's a lot of emotional payoff in this episode yeah and I I do really enjoy those moments but I agree with your earlier remarks Jordan that like yeah the pacing is very strange in my opinion throughout Mm -hmm. not just in the beginning and I think that while there are scenes that are really great, like the infiltration, like that whole bit in yeah. the middle is so, so good. And the cabin scene, parts of it I really like and parts of it I actually don't like that much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, there was something a little more uh, subdued. And I'm not usually like a less is more person, mm-hmm. but there was something a little more subdued about the first half of this double episode that made it more effective mm-hmm. for me, for really? my Really? We, um, I'm pretty sure we rated the first episode lower. I did. I not. rated you it did not? five. I rated the last uh-huh. one four. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Jordan. So I know what you're going to ask. We've actually had a discussion about this. And for anyone wondering what my predictions for the next episode are, you're going to have to wait until our season one wrap up Woo! where I'm going to give my predictions for the next season. I love that. Instead of the next episode. Yes. And I'm going to give weird fan theories. So stay tuned for fan theories about season one. Hell yeah. And some of my own. Incredible. I love that. We're going to do a fake season one awards ceremony. Perfect. As well as some episode ranking. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on uh, what episodes we think are essential to watch mm-hmm. and what episodes we think you should skip. So if any of that sounds good to you, please tune in with us. 
Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you in season two. Bye. Bye. Bye.